This is Dial a Dev, a podcast where I interview developers from all different backgrounds about how they got to where they are, and I'll ask them to share some words of wisdom and maybe even some fun stories. I'm Linda, and on this episode, we'll be looking at a former wealth manager turned software engineer who started his journey at an intensive boot camp. He was originally inspired to pursue a career in finance when he saw loved ones struggling financially, but it was the same desire to help others that ultimately landed him in the world of tech. I hope that his story can be reassuring to those who maybe work in industries that seem to be far removed from tech and that with a spark of passion, some industry research, and that resilience to make it, anyone who wants to change the course of their career in the way that Rocky did totally can do so as well. And so here's Rocky. My name is Rocky Tang. I've been a software engineer for five years and have worked at Object Limited and Lending Club. I became a software engineer through Hack Reactor, and before that, I was a financial analyst at Morgan Stanley. Awesome. It's great to have you, Rocky. So one of the first questions I usually ask people is what first got you interested in software development and in tech? Um, but just before we dive into that, I also really wanted to know what kind of drove your decision to majoring in finance in the first place? And, and how did that change over time? And, and what got you into tech after that? So growing up, I realized that my parents weren't really good at managing their own personal money. Found this out when they lost tons of money in the dot-com bubble, and that really made an impact in me early on. And that's why I majored in finance, to try to learn more about the stock market, investments, and wealth management in general. And after four years of college, I thought, what better way to learn than to work for a company that managed money for the richest people in Washington? You know, luckily I got a job at Morgan Stanley Private Wealth and really learned everything from basic wealth management strategies to advanced and was able to bring the wealth management fundamentals to my parents. When I accomplished that, I ticked off that box and was looking for a next mission to accomplish. In the process of trying to decide what that was, I talked to a lot of people and did a lot of meditation and realized what I essentially wanted to do was make the most positive impact on the most number of people. And how I wanted to get there was through technology. Yeah, and technology has really become a great way to reach the masses and to help the masses. And so you talked about your program called Hack Reactor. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Hack Reactor at the time was the Harvard of boot camps. It was the most intense version of a coding boot camp. It was six days a week, 13 hours a day. And at the time, Hack Reactor had a super high placement rate. It was like something ridiculous, like 98% of people had jobs within like three or six months. Yeah, that in itself seems like really good marketing and really good reason to join. Um, were there other things, other factors that really influenced your decision to join this boot camp? Yeah, I had hopped on a call with my friends who had done it. After I kind of realized that it was A, possible for me to do it, it was just a matter of putting in the time and energy. Getting in was the first hurdle. Hack Reactor wasn't a 0 to 100 program. Hack Reactor was a 20 to 120 program, meaning there was an interview process and you had to pass the interview before they even accepted you. And so I hustled hard <laughs> to study for that interview because at the time I still had a full-time job. You know, I would get home, have dinner, study from like 7 to like midnight, and then like wake up at 5 a.m. for my job. And I would do this for multiple months and once I passed the interview, then I quit my job and a few months later moved to San Francisco and just lived and breathed code for, you know, three months at Hack Reactor. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really impressed with your dedication and giving it your all for something completely new. That's really not easy. So what language did you use to prepare for the Hack Reactor admissions interview, and, and why did you pick it? And also, how did you get good at it? So Hack Reactor taught JavaScript because JavaScript is usable you know, in the browser and also in server-side with Node.js. And so my thoughts were, hey, I want to get really, really good at one language first and then I'll branch out to others. You know, I think Hack Reactor at the time had some recommended resources. And I think that's how I found Code Academy and went through that course to like learn the syntax of JavaScript and leak code to, to um, practice how to use logic with that language. Okay, got it. So Code Academy for the basics and Leet Code for practice. So when you when you were learning to code or even during your time at Hack Reactor, did you ever feel like you needed a backup plan in case, you know, you really ended up hating being a software developer? Um, great question. And nope, I did not have a backup plan. But I took enough small steps in the beginning that I had a high degree of confidence that I would like coding. That's what I would encourage people to do is take small steps in the beginning so you have a high degree of confidence you like coding before jumping in. Mm -hmm. That makes total sense. So what about jobs in tech that might not require coding or, or were you just really interested in the coding piece of it? If I knew what I knew now back then, I would also think about other careers in tech, like product management or being a designer or being a QA tester or data, data scientist. I think that would be a viable alternative if you didn't find coding particularly fun. Looking back, I could have explored a few more career options, but I think I'm the type of person who wants to get my hands dirty first and understand how the machine works. And so I think I was mainly focused on software engineering. The only thing I'm deciding on is if I want to continue on the IC individual contributor route and keep coding or go into the management route. Yeah, that's a fork in the road engineers frequently come to. So what's your current job status? Currently, I'm in between jobs. My last job I had, I was working for a early stage pre-seed startup. Uh, and before that, I was at a public company, a lending club. Now I'm in the middle of deciding what stage of company I want to join next, which impacts what you build, projects you work on. Mm, so I usually ask people how they got their current job, but since you're job hunting now, can you talk a bit about the interview process? First meeting is a behavioral screen where it's a chance for the company to find out more about your story and your background, and also for you to ask questions and learn more about the company. Um, then it's followed by a technical screen, which is essentially a time test where they ask you a coding challenge and you're expected to solve it in 45 minutes to an hour. There might be another behavioral screen, which happened to me, and then might comes uh, the offer or an on-site screen somewhere in between that, actually. Yeah, that, that's pretty much been my experience as well. And so what, what are you doing right now to prepare for these interviews? I think for the behavioral part is fixing up your resume, going through, you know, examples of what went well and what didn't go so well in your previous jobs. There's a book called Cracking the Coding Interview, and they actually do a really good job on prepping you the questions to prepare for the behavioral side. So I would highly recommend checking that out. 
I think coding interviews are some of the most brutal interviews <laughs> because you're expected to solve a challenging coding problem within a limited amount of time. And so in order to prepare for that, I'm studying different problem solving strategies to help break down problems, practicing LeetCode and various interview studying boot camps. So I'm going through like a self-paced one right now. I actually did one of those two recently, and I think that interview prep boot camps are totally a thing, and it almost seems like there's a boot camp for anything nowadays. But um, switching gears a bit, what has been your biggest challenge in becoming a software engineer? Yeah, I think being a software engineer, every day you're faced with like unknown challenges, unknown problems. Yeah, I think the most challenging part was uh, waking up every day and not knowing what problems I was going to face you know, having that resiliency to keep busting through and like solving problems day by day. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta make sure you love doing this <laughs> because it'll take a toll on you real quick if, it, if, you, if you don't enjoy it. Mm, and, and with regards to these unknown problems, do you think there's anything you felt like your training was lacking or was there something that came up while working in industry that you felt really unprepared for? You know, I didn't expect the level of autonomy I had on the code base. As a software engineer, you have a lot of say into how the code base looks like. And I used to think there was one right way to write code, but quickly learned that was not true. Although there are like definitely fundamentals, I might be a bit more relaxed <laughs> in the way I handled my first few months in the job. So are you saying that this autonomy scared you and that you felt like you could really mess things up? Yeah, exactly. I was afraid that I might, you know, introduce like bugs and then affect thousands of users, get called on pager duty, have to like wake up in the middle of the night and be embarrassed by this code I pushed up to production that this like rookie made or something. Ooh, yeah, that, that's a good one. I've definitely heard of that happening before with interns or junior developers. And, you know, just the other day, I got an email from a pretty big company where the subject line said integration test. And the body was something like this email template is for integration tests only. So I, I really can't say that your fear was invalid. But, you know, these these challenges aside, what do you think has been your favorite part of your journey into software development so far? Mm, yeah, I think my favorite part is, you know, building a product that millions of people can use. Uh, I found that very rewarding. I also love getting into flow state when I'm coding. You know, flow state happens for me when I'm like 30, 45 minutes into coding and then something, something just shifts inside of you and then you lose all sense of time and you're just completely inside the code base doing your thing for like three or four hours. And it's this like state of like joy and happiness. And you're just in flow in the zone until basically when I get tired or when I'm hungry and I break out of that state after like three or four hours. And then I have to like eat and like refresh again. But you know, those like three or four hours of flow state while coding, I, I, that's one of my favorite parts of my day to day. Oh yeah, when you're in the zone with coding, you're really in a different level of focus and almost in a different world. And I've, I've had this experience myself, definitely. Um, but now I'm really wanting to know whether or not you would do anything differently if you could go back and kind of redo your career path, knowing what you know now. Is there anything you'd do differently? I would probably pursue a computer science degree in college and tinker with toy projects on the side. That's an interesting one. So do you think majoring in CS would have changed your experience with, 
you know, wanting to help your parents with their finances? Yeah, such a good question. So hindsight's always twenty twenty. I think I could have done both at the same time. Uh, I think I could have pursued a computer science degree and help learn the basics of wealth management through means outside of school, friends in finance, or other means. The finance degree didn't really help. It was mainly working at Morgan Stanley that uh, taught me the strategies of wealth management. I-, I would describe that move I did of, hey, I want to learn wealth management and dedicating four years to finance and then the three years at Morgan Stanley, equating to a seven-year cycle to fix that one problem. Had I known lean startup and testing the small iterations, I would have tried to solve that problem in like a few months instead of seven years would have probably saved me a lot of time and energy. I could have hired a financial advisor and like picked his brain for hours, or there might have been some class online to teach me wealth management instead of me dedicating seven years into this career path to solve that problem. So yeah, I mean, that if I were, were to travel back in time, that, that's what I would tell myself <laughs> is to test, test in small iterations. Yeah. And do you think your finance experience has helped you at all in your software engineering roles? Because I started off with the business degree, I understand the business goals, I would say more than the average engineer, just because of my experience. And so as I am a senior software engineer now, I am more easily able to combine business goals with engineering tasks. And uh, this has actually helped me accelerate in my engineering career by really understanding what the business wants and, you know, what drives the business goals of like, rather that's more users or more revenue, what have you not, and how the engineering tasks relate directly to that. I try to bring in useful finance skills wherever I can in engineering, including the idea of best bang for your buck. What is the best bang for the engineer's time? The engineer's time is what costs the company the most money. And so what they spend their time on is the most important thing for a software company. Even my last startup, I was able to help decide what the product strategy would be introduce new product ideas in ways that I think will help the user experience, increase users, increase revenue, and the end-to-end journey of coming up with a product idea and then putting it on as engineering tasks, executing it, and then deploying it to production was really an accumulative skill set from my business days to my engineering days. That makes a lot of sense. I think it's important for engineers to be business-minded as well, since it just really makes for better software products. So how much do you think your applying these skills have contributed to your success as a software engineer? I think tons. The answer is tons. And it's not just software engineering. It's in my road into tech, into software engineering, I learned the principles of the Lean Startup. The Lean Startup um, is a book written by Eric Ries, and uh, it's based off of uh, this methodology called Build, Measure, Learn. So what it's, the purpose of this book is to help people test their startup ideas in incremental small steps and gain user feedback, gain traction until it has enough momentum for you to launch the real thing. All, I would say almost all software companies use this methodology in like their product features where they built like an MVP, see if the users like it. And if they do like it, then they, um, then they invest more money and time and labor resources into developing that product. And, you know, using that idea of build, measure, learn 
I honestly apply it to like every facet of my life, whether that's like personally or in relationships or with family or with friends. Every time I tackle an issue, I always think about that methodology. That's really interesting. I don't think I've ever heard of the Lean Startup before. So um, do you think you could give a specific example of how you applied it to deciding to become a dev? I think my small steps were A, deciding on my why, B, deciding on what I wanted to do, and also talking to as many people as possible as it relates to your decision to try to gain clarity on if this is the right path for you. And after all that, and I was confident and I was excited about that path, uh, I started uh, studying code to see if that's something I would be interested in. So when you were talking to people, who exactly did you reach out to? And is there anything else that you did? What else did you do? For example, I talked to other financial analysts in my position. I talked to other people in the financial industry. I talked to my, all my friends who were software engineers to figure out you know, what their lives were like, um, to see if that's something I wanted to pursue. And then after I decided I wanted to be a software engineer, then it was like how to do it. And I researched all the coding boot camps available, talked to my friends that went to Hack Reactor, went online and did research on to understand the differences between this boot camp and that boot camp. Yeah, it sounds like you really did your due diligence and kind of incrementally taking steps to get closer and closer to your goal. And I think that's really cool that you started reading this book and found this concept and just readily adapted and applied it to your career. Um, now, do you have any advice for someone who is looking to jumpstart their career in tech and maybe specifically software engineering? Yeah, good question. So I would say follow your deepest excitement. You know, notice where your thoughts go in your free time. Notice where you feel flow when you lose track of time, uh, moments of joy. Uh, I would say, you know, test by, you know, start by testing in small increments, take small steps, you know, talk to people. If you're interested in coding, you know, like go do some free online classes, go to Code Academy, play with Lee Code, build like a really easy basic website or an API server. Um, you know, always be curious, talk to people in roles that you would like to be in. And yeah, and then after you have a high degree of confidence, you know, it's time to take that leap of faith and go all in. I love this advice. I've had a lot of recent boot camp grads who started out in a completely different industry. So I think your sharing your experience will be really relatable for a lot of people out there. And your story is a great inspiration. And I really hope that your next role will help you maximize that joyful flow state. So really, thanks for your insights today, Rocky. Thanks for listening to Dial-A-Dev. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please send them to dialadevpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.